First of all, thank you very much, Pastor Nathan. Um, I really appreciate this honor and uh, a privilege to be able to uh, participate and worship with you guys here, uh, especially uh, the first Sunday of the 2020. Happy New Year! Um, actually, um, this is the new year uh, for us to um, celebrate and also um, to think about uh, how to proceed. And this is the, uh, the message today in terms of the new life in Christ. First of all, I'd like to um, share a, um, something which is Next slide, please. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Here is. Since we're here, the um, 2020, right? So a lot of times uh, we are thinking about uh, the past uh, year 2019. Um, I, I'd like to ask a first question here. Uh, when you get into the uh, new year, What's the first thing come to your mind? What's the first thing come to your mind? Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of time is New Year's resolution, right? New Year resolution. You know, I decide this year gonna be different from last year. I determined to do something which is the better. I want something to be better, to be improved, to be new. And that is very often the mentality of the people. May our gracious Lord continue to bless us and lead us for the days to come. Can we open our Bible or turn on our slides here? Um, the, the scripture today I'd like to share here is Second Corinthians chapter 5. And from the verse 17 to 21. Uh, I'm not so sure you'll be able to see this clearly. Um, so allow me to read this for you. Chapter 5, verse 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be seen for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, on this first Sunday of the 2020, we are gathering here to worship you, to thank you, and to listen to you. Please, speak to us today. 
May the blood of the Lord Jesus covers us. Especially the speaker for you this morning. May your words reach into our hearts so we can be blessed and grow as you pleased to see. We pray all this in the wonderful name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Um, as you can see this slide, what is this? Come on. Gym, right? Yeah. I belong to the, uh, a gym, uh, in the uh, Hazlet. Um, very often I watch the people, um, and then I see a very interesting phenomenon. Usually in the middle of the year, there are not that many people show up there. Uh, however, uh, at the close of the year, suddenly a lot of people coming to the, uh, the gym. And the, in the beginning of the year, it's a full of the gym like that. <laughs> Very simple. Uh, what is that? New year resolution. <laughs> so the, that, that, that is basically the mentality of the people. You know, and, and the end of the year after Christmas, they are eating so much, so they need to uh, reduce the weight, right? So they need to lose weight. So they go to the gym. And in the beginning of the year, they say, this year, I'm going to be different. So uh, they go to the gym. All right. So, and uh, interesting is, uh, I, um, I did see this um, top 10 most common 10 um, New Year resolutions. If you see this, the number one is exercise more, right? Exercise more, right? Um, and the second one, lose weight, very similar. Um, the third one, get organized. Um, and the fourth is to learn a new skill or hobby, uh, live life to the fullest, and save more money, spend less money, uh, quit uh, smoking, spend more time with family and friends, travel more, read more. Well, matter of fact is, this sounds like most adults or older people's wish list or the New Year resolution. What about the young people? What about the youngster among us, um, the youth? You know, what What is your New Year resolutions? What is your New Year resolutions? I see this right wing and the left wing and then all this uh, young face. Uh, better grace. No? <laughs> uh, more friends. You know, more good friends. Uh, what else? Or maybe a high high marks in your game, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, what what is your New Year resolution? So, in other words, New Year to you means something, right? The new beginning. But new beginning in what? Oh, come on! It's just like the same the days, or the new uh, beginning in failure again. You know, last semester I failed something or I did not do well on some courses and this semester I wish I can do better and I will do better. But in the end, uh, not uh, better anymore. I have a student who took the calculus one three times, three times. But unfortunately, he is a computer science major. So in the end of the graduation, he cannot graduate. 
because the calculus. So he has to bite his teeth and go back to retake the class. So what kind of new beginning you are expecting? I like to say it's a new opportunity. The new opportunity to be a real new person. Um, a, a couple of weeks ago, the December time, one of the students came to my office. This is a very interesting guy. Um, and then uh, he was uh, asking uh, some uh, you know, help. So I uh, asked him to sit down, and then I say, well, okay, so um, uh, what can I do for you? Right? Uh, so he basically self-introduced. He is a transfer student. Uh, he came from mainland China. All right. And then um, he was the same. Um, um, he was the geology major. You know, I, I was asking him, what, what is your major? He said, oh, I was a geology major in the uh, uh, very prestigious uh, university in mainland China. Uh, and then he added another word. I'm outstanding student. I don't know whether that's because the English or because uh, he is very proud of himself. He say he's outstanding student. Okay, okay, good. Um, and then I say, okay, then um, you are geology major, so you need to go to geology department, not the computer science department, you know? Um, and he said, no, 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 Dr. Liu, I, I, I want to uh, change the major. I want to uh, make the new start uh, computer science major. I said, oh, okay, so you want to change major. All right, all right, sit down, sit down. Let's take a, take a look at the courses list and then, you know, uh, see what courses you should take. So, no, 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 no. The course, it's easy for me. Huh? Course is easy for you. Uh, I say, well, I, I, was a, I was a straight A student in all kind of study. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, this guy is very different. Um, and I say, oh, okay. Then, if you don't want to discuss the courses, uh, uh, then may maybe you want to do some... Um, uh, research, right? So what kind of interest, uh, interesting topic you, know, you have on your mind? No, 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 no. I, I'm not here to talk about interest uh, research. And I say, well, okay. Then, then what can I do for you? I mean, um, and then he was saying, see, this school is not that good. Well, I understand. Hey, this is a normal state university, right? Uh, this is not the very high, you know, prestigious university or something. Um, and he was saying, I'd like to transfer. Transfer to another school. Okay, you want to transfer to another school, but, uh, uh, you know, and, and he was saying, I'd like to ask you, help me to transfer to MIT. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I say, wait a second. You want to transfer to MIT? But you see, the first of all, I, I, I never been in MIT. I, I, I did not graduate from there, so I don't know much about MIT. And I'm not an MIT professor either. So how, how can I help you to do that thing? You know, I, I could give you some advice, but, you know, more than that, I, I really don't know what I can offer you. But anyhow, this student gave, gave me an impression. He came from mainland China. He, he basically, away from home, and he start a new career here. 
he very much dropped his geology major and he wants to be starting a new major, which is computer science major. Of course, in his opinion, a computer science major has better whatever future. But that is his opinion. Hope, hope the, uh, you guys, uh, you know, are okay with that. Anyway, so, so what I was thinking here is, basically in his mind, he likes to have a new start, new beginning. All right. Um, for in terms of that, uh, we have a verse here, which is the chapter five seventeen, the new beginning in Christ. They have a new beginning in anything else, but we have a new beginning in Christ. So the verses say, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed and new has come. On the first week of December, if I believe that correctly, um, we have a sixth person in English services was baptized. And we have Aaron Lee. Are you here? Aaron? Oh, cool, cool. And Caleb. Caleb Lynn, Hallie Den, okay, Jacqueline Shen, we have a Jacqueline here, yeah. uh, and we have a Maggie Lu, okay, Maggie, all right, Rebecca Chen, Rebecca, oh, Rebecca, <laughs> congratulations to all six of you, right, so you have a new beginning in Christ. And because you are the new creation, as the verses told you, you have the new creation. You, you are the new creation, and old has passed, the new has come. So for me, this is really your grand opening, just like a, a big store, grand opening. So in terms of that, you have a new hope. Because you have a new life, you have a new beginning. So, and then uh, the hope part is very much the next step. But what's your new hope? And hoping what? Hope for what? Um, Speaking of hope, um, I have a little uh, experience. In 1983, um, I was in Chicago as a graduate student. Um, at the time, uh, I remember the summer, and the summer um, there is the uh, event in Chicago. It's called the Chicago Festival. The Chicago Festival, they are basically is calling all the restaurants in Chicago City. Uh, if you are willing to offer uh, your specialty and the special food, and then you can have a booth. And booth set up in the Lincoln Park of the Chicago, and then that is very much close to the Lecture Drive, you know, Lecture Drive and, and then Michigan Lake. So that big event usually is a um, very huge one. You know, um, in general, they can very much gather like half a million people, you know, in and out for 10 days, for 10 days. So I happened to be there, so I uh, was, um, I was hired as a temp worker for a Chinese restaurant, you know, and doing what? <laughs> um, doing the egg roll, uh, frying, frying the egg roll, uh, wrapped egg roll. 
So I'm the aggro <laughs> at the time for the 10 days. But you see, the thing here is the work we do in preparation are in the basement of the restaurant. On the first floor of the restaurant is a restaurant. So very high, um, you know, high class restaurant. But in the, on the basement floor, it's a workers. And one thing really um, impressed me or kind of striking me is I saw a few um, Mexican boys. They are probably 11 to 12 years old. I'm not so sure the age, but they are very small, very young. They are scrunched there doing one thing and one thing only, cutting cabbages from early morning 10 o'clock to the late evening 10 o'clock. 10 to 10. 10 to 10. One dollar per hour. Cutting cabbages. Um, and of course, we as a student and part-time work there, we have a hope because this is the only 10 days. After this one, uh, no more aggro. <laughs> but I still like aggro anyway. So, and then I will be able to go back to my study and then I have a future, I have a career, you know, in my hope. But these boys, they're cutting cabbages and they don't know any English. And I try to communicate with them, but they, they just can't. And I was immediately had a feeling, what is called hopeless, the hopeless. If I were one of these boys, what do I think? Where is the hope? Well, but the situation is just like that. That is really something striking in my heart. As a Christian, we really are so fortunately. The first Peter 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great Mercy has caused it to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of the Jesus Christ from the dead. This is a Christian. The Christian has a hope not in anything else but in Christ. Well, but you say, well, okay, so I was baptized. I was, uh, you know, uh, born again and become a new Christian. So let's read this again. The Roman the chapter 15 and verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of Holy Spirit. There are a few key words here. The first one is joy and peace. And then you have hope. And then with the Holy Spirit. So actually your hope is in Christ. And the hope in Christ will bring the joy and peace because you are in God's hand. God will show you what he can do to you. Lord is our Savior, our helper, our friend, so we can do anything with him and to start a new life. 2001, after 9-11, the whole nation is still in shock. But on Friday, September 14, Billy Graham gave a message. 
at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. For those people who may not know or are familiar with Billy Graham, he was the greatest evangelist of the century. He just passed away a couple of years. And Billy Graham, in his messages, loud and clear about the hope, about hope for the nation, he said this. There is a hope for the present because the stage has already been set for a new spirit in our nation. A spiritual renewal is a must. Also, there is a hope for the future because the God's promise, as a Christian, I have a hope. Not just for this life, but for heaven and the life to come. That is the hope for all of us who put our faith in God. So matter of fact is, the promise God has given to us. We have the hope as anchor for the soul firm and secure. And then God promised to give us abundant life and also Ultimately, the most important thing is assurance of eternity. Well, with this new hope, especially we got baptized, we becomes the new creation, we're the Christian, so we have a new way to live. So what kind of new way? Where can we find our new way? New way, which way is a new way? Is it your way, my way, or highway? Which way? This is very interesting. This reminds me, you know, when uh, my kids are small. They are all home this uh, holiday, and they just uh, left yesterday. Um, My youngest one, David, I don't know how many of you know him. Um, And and, um, he was probably four or five. Anyway, I was uh, one day asked by my wife to drive him to the... um, King of Kings, one of the church, they have a daycare, kindergarten or something, a pre-kindergarten. Uh, and but see, I, I I was not familiar with the you know the the uh, the road um, because uh, generally speaking, um, my wife did that. So that was the special day I I have to do it. So I I drove him. I I I know probably somewhere, and then um, on the way at the cross. And I remember maybe we should turn left or right. And then I was talking. I was murmuring. And then the David said on the back. David said, turn to the right. Turn to the right. And I said, turn to the right. Are you sure? Daddy, daddy, believe, trust me. Turn to the right. And then I turned to the right. And guess what? I get lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, David, just you. I'm just a kid. <laughs> so he shrugs his shoulder and say, I'm just a kid. Why won't you listen to me? So we are not able to really uh, listen to any of the other ways. We got to be careful about which way to go. And John one, uh, John fourteen showed me. Jesus answered. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
So that is the way to begin with. And actually, Jesus also told us, do not conform to the pattern of this world. So in other words, don't just look around to see which way people are taking. And that is not the right way. Uh, maybe that is the wrong way. So you got to be careful. So, But the transform by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and prove that God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And speaking of new way, we have to think about the new way of the living because we have a new beginning, new hope, and now here's a new way of living. I'd like to share two points here. The first one is reconcile to God and people. The second one is to share the message of reconciliation. So the first one is from the verses we just read. Okay. This is a very, very important message here. From 18 to 20, basically all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. So reconciliation is really the message. And the Christ ambassadors, which is us, are also very much share these messages with the people. Be reconciled to God. Well, the first thing is to reconcile to God, which is salvation. And I believe most of people here being baptized understand the salvation meaning and understand we are saved. We have a salvation and we have reconciled to God. But that is only the starting point. But that's a very important point because without the, the point, you are not able to be saved. But the secondly will be reconciled to the people around you. And I think that is very, very important. Think about the relationship. All kind of problems are from the relationships. That was really um, the experience I have been serving. I served in this church as an elder the 10th years. And I um, have experienced a lot of brothers and sisters and a lot of different relationships between the peoples. And also in the workplace, also among the friends. So the relationship really is very much important to every single one of us. Reconciliation, including the people. We need to reconcile to God. We also need to reconcile to people. As a matter of fact, there is a third point. Reconcile to yourself. 
And this is the messages actually I like to share. In the um, in the past, I very often share this testimony, but I have to um, sort of uh, reorganize a little bit. Um, I used to be working in AT&T and then as an engineer, and later I um, switched to the academia. So, um, and then I becoming the professor, and then I start to, you know, um, to do this uh, research and teaching. So I'm the computer science professor, you know. Um, and um, I also like to um, collaborate with the colleagues to do all kinds of projects. Um, just the last year, I collaborate with one of the professors from the counseling department. So we are um, making a, um, an app to, um, to help those people who has a depression and suicidal tendency. So because of the project, so I was able to access a certain kind of data. And those data are the depression rate and suicidal rate of all ages across the nation. And I was shocked. I was totally shocked. And I was saying, wow, this many people are in suffering. However, that reminds me myself. In the year 2005, I um, took the students with me to the Brookhaven National Laboratory in Long Island. And uh, we are virtually uh, stayed there for 10 weeks for a summer research. Um, actually, that was the second year. 2004 is the first year, or 2005 is the second year. But in the second year, and then I start have a, some problems, especially my um, my sleeping because I have a very severe scoliosis. Um, so when we are in the Brookhaven, uh, they they give us uh, you know different every every single one have uh, has a room, and and the bed is pretty um, different from my bed at home. So I was not able to sleep well. And then gradually, I cannot sleep at all. So, and because the pain, because the discomfort, and then I was, I was uh, very much in a, um, in a very terrible situation. And then in the, through those uh, sleepless nights and 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 go go on, so I becomes having certain kind of a negative thought into my mind. And then gradually, I fall into a mindset. It's very negative. And then very, um, become like a fear of people. Fear um, to um, talking to people. And, and becomes like, a, try to cut off the, all the communication with people. And then later, you know, when I uh, visit doctor's office, couple of doctors, 
and all of them have simple uh, conclusion, depression. So I fell into a depression. So it becomes the <laughs> depression victim. And I remember that at those period of times, every day it seemed to me is so hopeless. And, and, and it's very virtually like in a dark house or in a dungeon. You just cannot see anything. You, you just kind of feel you don't want to see anything or you don't want to talk to anything. And then that was a very terrifying experience. Very terrifying. However, God loves me. God gave me some verses. And the verses was... Oh, sorry, I did not put the verses here. Um, verses is from the Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 31, the verses 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God gives, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And the other verses in the Joshua chapter 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. God virtually called me out. Call me out from the dungeon. God show me the light. God told me He is my hope. Thank God He virtually rescued me. After that experience, I uh, <laughs> I become known for this. So, um, brothers, sisters in the church, some of them. Um, somehow, you know, um, fall into this suffering in a similar kind of emotion or depression issues, they, um, they came to me. And I tried my best to help them to consult and to counsel them. Um, and some of them are still with us in the uh, Mandarin congregations. They can testify that. God is merciful. God's grace covers everything. That is the hope for the Christians. That is the promise God gave to us. God has never leave us nor forsake us, no matter what condition, what situation you are. So that was basically the information or the messages God delivered to me. Since then, I determined to be the ambassador of the Christ. I don't know much, but I know one thing. I was rescued, I was saved by God himself. So I love to share my story, and I also want people to know reconciliation is so critical, so important. Without the reconciled to God, you cannot be saved.
No way. So the first thing, you have to confess. You have to let, the, let, the, let all the inner things coming out and face the God with your true reality, true nature, true things. God knows everything, whether you don't like to say it or not. But God knows everything. And God sees you through. But once you are able to confess it out, God's grace cover you. God will save you. But that's just the beginning. And once you've been saved, the second thing is, this salvation will be extended to your family, your home, or your friends around you. That's called reconciliation to the people. That's the source of the joy and peace coming from. Think about it. When you go home, you have an angry spouse waiting for you. What do you think? Pastor Nathan, you're not happy. But if you're going home, you have a sweetheart with a big smile, hugging you, honey, I love you. What do you think? The relationship is the key for your joy and peace. My son gave me a gift this Christmas. Open up. There's a box. It's a wooden box. And there's a two couple words. Happy wife, happy life. Hello. <laughs> Happy wife, happy life. Thank God I have a happy wife, so I have happy life. So with this, uh, we know um, God is really with us, and that we will be able to be the ambassador, ambassador of the Christ to deliver this message, to be able to testify for him through your own, own action, own experience. But the last, not the least, is reconcile to yourself, as I just described. When I see this depression rate, when I see this suicidal rate, I was so shocked. How come this many people, real many people, and, and they really in a very desperate situation, they need help. They really do. And I wish the churches would be able to provide this channel for those people who need this kind of counseling. They really need help. So if we recognize one thing, one of the information for you is a use. It's for the school-age students. Because what we are doing a, a, a tool actually is, um, is adopt in the Georgia, Georgia state. And they have like a 50 uh, school district. They are using this particular tool to help the counseling part. So many, so many young people. Yeah, they really need help. But the message I like to deliver here is reconcile to yourself. Because God loves you. No matter what situation, we can always 
pray to the God and pray to the Lord and consile to the God and God will provide his grace and his help they will rescue you just like rescue me and that was very important messages I like to share with you today finally again one more time live up ourselves because you are made in God's image you're so precious so precious in God's eyes even more precious than the pupil of the eyes you're uniquely built you have a great purpose to live there is a book purpose driven life by the Rick Warren the pastor it's a famous book the first question that we'll ask is what on earth am I here for am I right here anybody read that uh, anybody read that book the purpose driven life you have a purpose your life is gorgeous designed for a purpose so long as you want to or you are willing to and God is there for you and there is a song called Raise Me Up remember that it's a very popular song the Joshua Groban that's also cheer up the spirit so God's promise is loud and clear John 10 10 I came that they may have a life you may have life I may have life and have it abundantly that's our new life it's abundant life hallelujah may Lord bless us and bless his word and give you a wonderful new life in year 2020 let us pray Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love, grace, and salvation. Reflecting upon the past, we're so thankful and determined to renew our hearts upon you. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We pray that 2020 is the year we can truly reconcile to you, reconcile to people around us, and reconcile to ourselves as well. So we can live a new life for you and be a wonderful testimony. May your love and grace continue to be with us. So 2020 will be a year of the glory for you. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.